Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another amazing episode <laughs> of the Baseball Together podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Brad is here, as always, in the house. As always, what's up, baseball family? We are so excited to be here with you tonight, today, this morning, <laughs> whenever you are watching the video or are listening to the podcast. But it is currently Friday night. It is, uh, for us anyway, it's February 21st. We are excited to bring you some current events tonight, mm-hmm. uh, today, whatever. <laughs> we got, we got. We're going to talk about the Astros again, but don't worry, we're we feel the same way you do. And then we have great segments planned on how to prepare yourself to have the best time at the ballpark possible. That's right. So before we get into any of that, what I want to do is tell you that there is a bunch of ways that you can interact with us on the show here. Uh, on the podcast, obviously, we're available on YouTube now and anywhere you like to podcast. But we want to encourage you to jump on Facebook and join the 9 Plus Us VIP group. The easiest way to do that is to go into your search bar and type in 9 Plus Us, the number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S. Type in 9 Plus Us. You'll pull up the page, and then there's a groups tab. You go to the group, 9 Plus Us VIPs. You have to request access. It's a private group. We like it that way. Um because it's awesome. We want to keep it awesome. But that means you should be involved. So come in and join the private Facebook group where we do baseball all the time. Family friendly. Everybody respects everybody. It's awesome. You can also submit to the mailbag, which is a huge deal. We love it. As Brad said last time, and as the this is the drum we keep on banging, we love to hear from our listeners and our viewers. And so get on there and tell us what you want to hear about. You can ask us anything you want. We don't care what it's about. Obviously, we love baseball questions, but it could be about anything. So that's you submit the mailbag. You can do it through baseballtogether.com, um, and we have links in the show notes here and on the podcast app in the description wherever you listen. So the other thing you can do is follow us on Instagram. We're starting to build our Instagram up. It's at baseballtogether. And then Brad is on Twitter at Jojo Cornrow. That's J-O-J-O Cornrow. Obviously, it's all one word. I am a Twitter poopy pants. <laughs> Twitter poopy pantsery. <laughs> I there's so much poopy pantsery going on here. It's you know I thought about it, Brad, because you last time you accused me of some humbuggery. I did okay? indeed, yeah. And I thought, is it humbuggery or is it curmudgeonery? And then I realized it's not. It's poopy pantsery. I I definitely say it's more poopy pantsery than curmudgeonery or humbuggery. I I agree with you on that. Thank you. So first, first we have to talk about the players are reacting to the Astros, people. The Astros issued what we might generously call an apology. I mean, they, were, they said the right words. That's right. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the right words, the wrong tone, right? Is that what Listen, it was? Listen, my whole life, my dad has taught me, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, okay? So yep. for all of you watching and listening, just put that in your hip pocket, okay? It's not what you say, ever. It's how you say it. This is a prime example, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, I can apologize to you all day with this big smile on my face, and you're not going to feel any remorse from me because it's not genuine, okay? That's how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's p- pretty simple. Yep. <laughs> It, yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I feel like everybody around the league has it right. And, you know, I said last week that the guy who had it right was Carlos Correa because he did sound sincere about it, right? You know, he did. So, like like we said, he said uh he said that uh they they weren't using a buzzer and that's my credibility, but then he wouldn't stop talking. He wouldn't shut up. And all his credibility did go out the window. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's it's gotten to be a bigger mess than I think anybody anticipated. Like ever. I agree, hundred percent with you. Um, let's get into some of these. Yeah. First, I'm going to highlight David Robertson, who pitches for Philadelphia and is a national treasure. By the way, <laughs> he he said that what they did it is a disgrace what they have done, and they're going to have to live with it. And everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Is that enough, though? I don't know. I don't know. It, that just well. Ah. We'll get into this more in a little bit, but according to Rob Manfred, it is because it, like he said, if you look at their faces, they're just oh. beat up about it. No, they're not. No, <laughs> we we talked about that last week too. That you can rehearse looking like you feel bad about something. You can practice, you know, the <gasps> because that's that's what it looked like was going on at the press conference. And for those of you watching on YouTube, you have just been treated to that, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. A I classic. Can't <laughs> very, very but, good. <laughs> yeah. Why, why don't you, why don't you keep going? Go ahead and keep going, Brig. You, I think you've got the best delivery on these. Oh, thank you. Um, Roy Oswald. Okay, he's retired, but he spent ten of his thirteen years in Houston. Okay, he said. So let me get this right. You steal signs. And you get fired, okay? But you do steroids, you get millions of dollars in contracts, and then inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, hashtag makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, nobody I mean, has – that hasn't I, happened yet, but it. Yeah, but I was going to say, I do have to disagree with him on the Hall of Fame part because nobody's gotten in yet. But the millions of dollars and uh, in contracts, yeah, that, that definitely did happen. Totally. And we still could see the millions of dollars in contracts – from I mean we have actually from stealing signs, right? Absolutely. Because, because it from everything that I've heard of players and former players saying it, when they know what pitch is coming, that inflates your your batting average because and, uh, it increases yeah. by several. I mean several points is an understatement, but by a considerable amount. Well, and John so. Carlos Stanton said that in 2017 when he went on his tear, that if he'd have known what was coming. He'd have hit 80 home runs. Yes, and his former president, his president at the time, David Sampson, said he probably would have hit 100 because he couldn't lay off a two a two strike slider. If he'd have been able to lay off a two two strike slider, he would have hit close to 100, which right. you know may have been the case. I don't know. Also, hashtag David Sampson, not my president. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I literally am not a political person. That was just I couldn't help it. Okay. <laughs> so, so, oh, so I might Mar- scrub that. I might Marwin, scrub that part. You you might just keep it. I don't know. Put it in the mailbag or the tr- drop the grab bag episode. The grab bag. Yeah. So, so Marwin Gonzalez said, "I'm remorseful for everything that happened in 2017, for everything that we did as a group, and for the players that were affected directly by us doing this. That's why I feel more regret." And that's why I'm remorseful. That's That was his statement. He's obviously, duh, he was a member of the team at the time. So, right. But let's, uh, what do you think of that one? Well, I mean, he definitely said the right words, like we said, right? Yes. Um, and he may have had some coaching, um, but he also, he doesn't play for the Astros anymore. So totally. he may have had some more input. He plays for the Twins, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, he may have had some more input from other players, guys on his current team who said, dude, that was messed up what you guys did. And he has legitimate outside sources coming into him saying what he did was wrong. So he has a better understanding of it and and possibly does feel legitimately remorseful for it. Well, there's a lot to be said about having an outside perspective. And mm-hmm. you get caught up in something like this. Like, not everybody. Some There's some right, people yeah. driving it, and there's some people against it. Then there's everybody in the middle who just kind of gets caught up in it. I mean, that's how social dynamic works. And so there's no way to avoid this. You know, if this kind of thing occurs, then there are those people on those different spectra, those different places on the spectrum, right? Right. So you're right. Maybe he does get caught up in it. But what I'm saying is once you do step away from that, then you're not caught up in that vacuum or that jet stream. It really Mm -hmm. is eye-opening. So mm-hmm. maybe he really is genuinely remorseful because he's out the on the outside. I don't know. 
I think you're right, though. Yeah. Well, and, and another outside perspective, I mean, the guy who's being called the whistleblower, Mike Fires, he, he plays for the A's yeah. currently, right? Yes. Well, Jonathan Lucroy came out this week, and he said that when when Fires came over, he let Lucroy know, because Lucroy, Lucroy is a catcher, yep. he let him know, hey, these guys are stealing signs. This is what's going on over there. I know everybody suspected it, but it is really happening. And, you know, we can get into a whole thing about everybody suspecting it and and it getting swept under the rug later. Sure. But um but the fact that Luke Roy was told that he was saying he said against the Astros, I was changing my signs every pitch. Every now typically pitch. typically a catcher will change up the signs if there gets to be a runner on second. Or if they feel like the runner on second, you know, they may not change it up when that runner's on second, or they feel like there is a runner on second who is actually picking out their signs. Right, yeah, right? yeah. Totally. It's not common to change up signs when there's nobody on base. You do not do that because the less you have to mix up the signs, the less you have to change things up for the pitcher, the better. The fact that they are changing them every pitch regardless, that's absurd. That is absolutely absurd that they were this afraid. And who knows how many times they got crossed up. That could affect Lucroy contractually because if they get crossed up and there ends up being a pass ball that's on lucroy that goes negatively towards his stats yes and and teams may look at him and say oh you know he's he's kind of he's a little bit of a liability defensively which you know, is which the, is ridiculous because if you watched him play in baltimore okay he was oh yeah he was in charge of the entire mm-hmm. field he knew what was going on he was hustling as much as or better than anybody else. I watched that guy chase fly balls, foul balls in foul territory constantly. He was yeah. he was correcting umpiring crews about rules <laughs> that they didn't quite remember. But he'd say, "No, no, no, this is the rule." I dude, the dude is a is a, he is a wizard of baseball knowledge. Well, and you think about it, he got traded from uh from Cleveland to uh to Texas, to yeah. the Rangers. Yeah. And the reason, the only reason he went to the Rangers, I mean, he was the best catcher in the game at the time. Uh, and for and sure. what it was, he had, I mean, this is, this is a little bit of, of a side note, but, um, but the guy has priorities and they're very clear. He, he could have, he almost got traded to the Cubs that year. I think it was, uh, 2016. I'll have to look it up real quick, but, um, he could have gone to the Cubs and he said, no, I don't want to go to the Cubs. They're going to, pl- they're going to platoon me. So he accepted a trade to the Rangers instead. Yeah. Because he had priorities. He wanted to play. That's right. What he wanted to do. Yeah. So um Well and now he's sorry, just... it was it was Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee to Texas oh, it was in two thousand sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So he could have won a World Series ring that year. Yeah. But he chose to play instead. So then here's so. the other thing too. He just got signed on on a minor league deal this season. Yes. Yes he did. Uh I I saw that and was like what? And yeah. and I didn't think about it in the way you're proposing, but I think you you might be onto something, because if if what we've seen from him is what he's capable of, and he's being devalued at this level, then of that just lends credibility to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, I mean the other thing is he he is 33 and he's a catcher. Sure. sure. So there, that goes into it, but at the same time, you know, like who knows if maybe he got crossed up because he had to be so complex. In Oakland, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just it's just a thought I had and thought I'd throw it out there. Speak, so. Speaking of batteries, what, that was a really great point. Um, let's talk about Trevor Bauer. <laughs> He's was, getting to be one of my favorite guys. He do. You know what? I First of all, that was a terrible segue, um, so I apologize. Second of all, <laughs> I agree with you. I hated Trevor Bauer and his loud mouth and his weird, like, things his warm-up routine and all this publicity grabbing and stuff and his throwing the ball into the center field fence yeah yes okay but now i'm like his champion i'm like carrying his banner (laughs) yeah and it's awesome i think he because he he now that he's being so outspoken it's like yeah that's how i feel too you know oftentimes yeah yeah exactly Exactly. So here's what Trevor Bauer said. He said, let's say, this is his February 13th tweet, okay, for those of you that aren't Twitter poopy pants. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, let's say someone messes up. 
Okay, he put a poll on Twitter. Let's say someone messes up. Messes up bigly, even. (laughs) 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 Which we have to applaud. I mean, let's just give credit where credit's due. Messes up bigly, even. And the truth is that they really don't care about messing up at all. In fact, they would do it all over again, and you know this. Asking for a friend, would you rather receive a fake apology or the truth? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's spot on. He's spot on there. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly what it is. Yep. I mean, I I couldn't have said it better myself. He was, he's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I think he's just got this real media. Did you? For those of you that haven't seen the video of Trevor Bauer talking about Rob Manfred and how disconnected he is from the game, was it on Momentum or or uh, the Players Tribune or something? Like he goes on this. It was on. It was on Momentum. Momentum. Was on Mom- he did write something for the Players Tribune. Players Tribune, but that video was on Momentum. Yeah. Yeah. And and he, <laughs> we we got to find a way to put a link in the doobly doo or whatever so that people. <laughs> I will. I'll put a link in the doobly-doo. Okay, that will tip... Some of you know what I mean when I say the doobly-doo, and now we're best friends. So, um, okay, so Mike Trout, let's talk about what he said. Okay. Now, before you get before you get into that, I feel like this is the tell of how important this really is, like how big of a deal this is, because Mike Trout doesn't say a word to anybody about anything. Never. And he's been criticized even by Rob Manfred for it. So for him to come out and speak negatively about this, that it's a big deal. Makes it a really big deal. So proceed. Thank you, sir. This is his a direct quote. He said, it's tough. They cheated. I don't agree with the punishments. The players not getting anything. It was a player-driven thing. It sucks, too, because guys' careers have been affected. A lot of people lost jobs. It was tough. Me going up to the plate knowing what it was what was coming, it would have been pretty fun up there. I lost respect for some guys. For some guys. Yeah, some guys. And coming from a guy who seems I mean he at least he appears to be the most respectful guy in baseball. One of. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely one of the most respectful guys. And th- that came from an article we found on ESPN by Alden Gonzalez. He's a, he's a baseball staff writer. And in that article, he also said uh, that that some guys reached out to Trout to explain what happened, yeah. but it didn't seem to make much of a difference in his opinion. <clears throat> That's it's pretty heavy, guys. Pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. In his very muted way. Yeah. Okay, now... Yeah, because he wasn't one of those guys who was going to be all animated about it. He no. just, you know, just... They cheated. I would have been fun. <laughs> and know? I'm a little upset because of the impact that it's had on... Yeah. You know, by the way, I'm upset. Okay, let's move on. So... Well, especially as a division a, di- a division opponent. Totally. They play him a lot. A lot. So that's got to be really... That's probably part of the reason it's so upsetting. Okay, so let's talk so. about the dissenting opinions. Let's go to the other side of the argument, Okay. So David Ortiz, first of all, Rob Manfred said, get over yourself in not so many words. He's like, get over it. Jim Crane, the owner of the Houston Astros, said uh, it didn't affect the game at all. But he spent all morning apologizing and getting his players to apologize before the media, all of a minute and a half of apologies or whatever it was from the players. Mm -hmm. And then... And then in the afternoon said, but it didn't affect the game. Let's move on. We want it fair and square. We're still World Series champions. Get over it. Which seems to have been uh, like supported by the commissioner or something. I don't know exactly where he stands, but he's clearly want to move on too. Now. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Sorry, go ahead. If you're going to say something about that, you should say it now. Well, the whole thing where he was saying taking away a piece of metal isn't going to do anything. Bro. That that's where I was headed next. The fact that that was his retort that it's it basically saying the World Series trophy is meaningless, taking it away isn't going to do anything. It's like, no, clearly you don't understand the meaning of a trophy. <laughs> you know that I mean, I can say that a few years ago I led a group of little leaguers to a, a city championship 
and I got a plastic trophy. And my buddy and I looked at each other and we said, "This is the most. This trophy is the one that I'm most proud of in my entire Absolutely. life." Absolutely. Yes. You know the fact that you can hold. It was a piece of plastic, and we were so happy about it. And we we're we're adults. <laughs> we're adults in a piece of plastic. <laughs> Come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what that is. Those guys have worked their entire lives to get there and to call it a piece of metal. And Justin Turner was not happy about it. Oh, Justin was Turner. was saying the only thing that devalues it is the fact that the commissioner's name is on yeah. it. And at that point, yeah, yeah, it's getting to be, getting to be. He's got a point. He's got a point. Yeah, I was pretty upset. I'm still upset. I'm glad you talked about it because I was going to avoid it because I can't. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but it's not good. And this is a family-friendly broadcast. <laughs> so It's a family show, Brig. Watch listen, your mouth. Listen, my army uh, <laughs> vocabulary, let's call it, is... Uh, I call it my occupational hazard. <laughs> Even though I'm retired now. Anyway, here's the, here's the point. David Ortiz, David Ortiz came out and said... Oh, so now talking about... Fear, fear, fires, fears. How do you say his name? Fires, fires. fires. Yeah, leave me alone. So, uh, <laughs> fires came out and made his comment. And so David, David Ortiz, Big Poppy comes out and he says, "Okay, so after you made your money and you got your ring, now you decide to talk about it. Um, why didn't you talk about it during the season when it was going on? Why didn't you say, hey, I don't want to be a part of this? Right? You look like a snitch. Because, I mean, he snitched." Right, and and I get that. I get that because there is such thing as as locker room etiquette. Yes, right, clubhouse yes. etiquette. So I under, I understand it. It doesn't make it right, but I understand where he's coming from with saying that because that's the mentality guys have. You're taught that in high school, if not before. Yes, about locker room Absolutely. etiquette. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 But I do feel like fires. On the other hand, I mean, I can understand why he didn't wouldn't want to say anything there at that time because he doesn't know how long he's going to be there. He doesn't want to be ostracized in his own clubhouse. Nobody wants that. Yes. Right. So I can I can see why he wouldn't come forward, but on the other hand, um, I mean, say something internally. But I guess they knew about it top to bottom, so they probably wouldn't have done anything. It's been made very clear, I think, that it was top to bottom. Jim Crane's yeah. comments during the press conference, and and his ardent sort of dismissal. I guess I don't know. You can, I can, how can you be ardently dismissive? Mm. But that's what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. it just makes me think, like, come on, dude. You totally knew what was going on. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. The fact they had a code, like the code name Codebreakers yes. or whatever. Everybody everybody knew. Everybody knew what it was. Systemic fraud. Systemic yeah. fraud, yep. bro. Lifetime bans. You get a lifetime ban. You get a lifetime ban. You get a lifetime ban. <laughs> so... Now let's t- let's talk about that for a second because a lot has been said about that over the last couple of weeks since this whole thing ca- came yeah. down. That the reason that Manfred did not punish the players and everybody across the league is not happy about it. Like n- like nobody is happy that that the players weren't punished. Everybody but, but them players. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. Even even the MLBPA came out and said that they should have been punished, which is funny to me because the reason he didn't even try to punish them was because of the right. union. Yes. Okay. And and that's that says to me that he didn't even try to take this to the union to to um to punish that's them. Exactly right. He was just like I don't want I don't want that fight. I don't want to make that fight. We're just not going to punish them. We'll give them immunity. That'll be the end of it. The, if he had even gone to the union and said this is what we're thinking about doing, what do you think? He maybe could have negotiated. Here's our evidence. Them. What would you do? What no, would no, I no. Do? He could have gone to them and said, "Look, oh. we have this developing oh, growing yeah, yeah. body of evidence and I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place. What would you have me do? Yeah. 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 That he was, he was trying to avoid any kind of confrontation because he's afraid of the union. And it, I, I mean, I called him a jellyfish in episode three and I still stand by it. He has no spine. <laughs> you did. You sure did. <laughs> and I applaud you, Brad. Yeah. The... <laughs> Some great a poopy pantsery right there. It's nice. <laughs> It feels a little bit more like curmudgeonry. Maybe it is curmudgeonry. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Figure it out. But yeah, well, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll cool down a little bit, and then we're going to get in some, into some fun stuff. We're going to talk about some things that you can do to have a great experience at the ballpark. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. 
Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me root, root, root for the whole day. Don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old. Ball game. Shop kids baseball shirts at nineplusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Like we said, we are going to go through and make a list of things that you can do for a great experience at a ballpark. I figured, like we said, today's Friday. We had the very first spring training game today, and I. I don't know about you, Bert, but I like lost my mind. <sighs> I saw on Instagram, I saw that first pitch. I was like, "Oh, I can't wait! Can't yep. wait! I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be down in Arizona in about a week and a half for spring training, and then not long after that, the season starts. It's gonna be fantastic, oh. fan freaking tastic! Can't it is wait. Me neither. <laughs> so, yes. like I said, we thought we'd give you some tips as to things that you can do to have a great experience at. At really any ballpark you go to, doesn't matter now, if it's major league, minor league, whatever. Now here, here's the thing. I want to say something before we dive into our actual event or uh, bullet list. Mm-hmm. Brad and I, we love to do lists. Okay, yeah, we love we them. Do. It's true. They're so much fun. <laughs> but you should know, kind of a behind the scenes thing. We do not share our lists with each other prior to. That's right. Okay, yeah. and what happens? I was telling Tiffany about this. What happens is we end up with overlap on at least one bullet every time so i we're batting a thousand right now and i feel like (laughs) i feel like every time we do we creep a little closer to the cliff's edge (laughs) and i'm i was just thinking i'm worried i'm a little worried that since you since you led in with that i'm worried that uh today might be the day that's what well i was building my (laughs) list and i was like i don't know if he's gonna think of these same things i don't know if they are these things important to Brad? I don't know. So, <laughs> baseball family, we are going to go on a discovery period at the same time here. This is going to be in a journey all Absolutely. with Absolutely. you. <laughs> Pretty excited about this. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, I put mine in order of like order of operation. I don't know if you put yours in that same order, um, but I, mine was kind of like the checklist of things to go through when you're going to a ball game. Is that kind of how you did yours, or was it like the best things down Dude, to the? That's exactly what I did. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, first things first. <laughs> oh boy, and there it is. There there's it is. the. There's the. We could count that. That seems fair. I would think so. I would think we could count that. <laughs> oh man. That's too funny because that's the thing about this. I just said five things you can do when you go to a baseball game. Ready, make your list, go. That was the end of the discussion. That was all we talked about. That's right. We talked about how to make it, nothing. Nothing. So that is, that is too funny. How, how too do you funny. maximize your experience? You know you're going to a ball game. How do you get the most out of it? Well, this is that's what right. I would do. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. What is the first thing you would do to maximize your ballpark experience, Brig? Make sure – that I put forth a little bit of extra effort and get my seats in the shade. Now, oh, there you go. This is going to come into you might have to call the ballpark. You, you lit, like I've done this a hundred times it's mm-hmm. because we did that cross country road trip. So we were calling ballparks all the time. Okay, when's yeah. the game start? Okay, which way is the stadium facing? Is it when does the sun goes down? Like at this time of day, where is the shade? <laughs> Because I had a kid and I got a wife that doesn't want to sit in the sun. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, number yeah. one, take a little bit of extra effort. And if you can, you should get seats in the shade. Okay, let me give you a little hack for that. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. And a little with a little bit of trivia to come with it. Oh, my. So, a ballpark, home, like, home out to the outfield, yeah. will not face west. No, of course. Because of the sunset, right? Right, right. Yes, of course. They, that's the way they always build them. So yes. you can kind of get a little bit of an idea there as far as that, that's gauging. Now, do you know what comes with that? With that little design idiosyncrasy with with ballparks? No. Good word. The nickname Southpaw. Did you know this? No. Send it, so, bro. The Southpaw nickname comes from lefties because they're facing 
south. What? Because of the orientation of the ballpark. Every time? That's right. Yeah, every time. I've thought about all the bar, ballparks I've been to, and they're always facing out east. So the sun is not in the in the batter's eye. Boom! Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? My brain just exploded, bro. <laughs> Nuts. And, of course, you know, it doesn't always happen with Little League fields, as we've yeah, noticed sure. uh, over time. But big league parks and minor league parks, everyone I've ever been to, you hit out to the east. So... <laughs> Okay. There you go. Maybe you I go. don't need to be calling ballparks anymore. <laughs> I could just use my big old fat, fat brain and figure it out, I guess. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Brig. <laughs> that's pretty right. good, man. That's that's like, talk about maximizing your experience. Now you, man, you just made my life better. <laughs> good, I'm glad. That's high quality. So, so are you ready for my first one? It's actually along the same lines. Okay, yeah. It's... I put pick your spot, okay? So it doesn't necessarily, like, if you're into the shade, yeah. Like, absolutely, you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe call the ballpark and ask what time, see if they know what time the sun goes down. Because I have two places that I love to sit. Yeah. One is behind, I love sitting behind home plate. I mean, who doesn't love sitting behind home plate? And you're right? a catcher, so, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The other spot I like to sit is in the outfield. Yeah. Because... You get such a, a panoramic view of the entire field. You can see everything that's going on really easily. And and it's a perspective that I didn't get growing up when I was playing. Of course, yeah. So I, I love to sit in the outfield. But I have, to, I have to tell this real quick. So my wife and I were in California. This would have been probably about 10 years ago now. And we went. the Mariners were in town. She's, she was an Angels, she's an Angels fan. So we went to Angels Stadium. And they were playing the Mariners. And she's like, get tickets wherever. I don't care. I was like, okay. And I didn't know about the whole uh, east-west thing, whatever. So I didn't I didn't think about where the sun was going to be shining before the game started. Yeah. So we're sitting in right field and getting beat down oh. by the sun. Right. <laughs> and she was the whole time, you are not picking the seats ever again. We are never <laughs> sitting in this spot. I am miserable. It is so hot. I'm like, yes, it is miserable and hot for now. But the sun's going to go down over the grand behind the grandstand, and we'll be just fine by the time first pitch comes around, <laughs> which was the case. But, man... <laughs> Before that, see, I got, I got, I got a chastising. I'm so, telling you, if it's just yeah. you or your buddies or whatever, you know, like you got to know your group. But yeah, yeah, if you're, if you got a kid, especially if you have a kid with you, you got to be in the mm-hmm. shade. Yep, yeah, pick a shady spot pick, for sure. Pick your spot, Brad. We might yeah. be able to count pick that as your... an overlap. <laughs> I would think so, dude. Okay, I can't wait to see where this goes. My number two. All right, you ready? Wait, number two. Go ahead. Bring petty cash. Oh, that's smart. You gotta that's have some one. cash because because parking almost always is cash only, right? Unless you want to, right. unless you yeah. want to hoof it, you know, however far. Yeah. And it, yeah. And if you're fancy or if you have a toddler, you you just go to valet. You just go to the valet. Smart. Yeah. So we went to Coors Field in Denver, and we'd never been there before. Uh-huh. And I knew to bring cash, and I we had an eight month old with us. And I was like, "We're taking a eight year or an eight month old to a friggin' baseball game." Like, first of all, we're crazy. Second of all, we're huge baseball fans. Third of all, I'm not walking with the kid. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, not a chance. So we lit. We did, dude. We we paid thirty bucks for for valet parking. We pulled right up to the gate. We prepaid for our tickets. We pulled right up to the gate. And they took the car and moved it for us. And I was like, thanks. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Anyway, so bring great. bring petty cash because you're going to need it for stuff you don't think you might need it for. So parking is a great example. I've um, All of the kids' stuff is is likely going to be manned by a teenager with a fanny pack. So if you're we're talking bounce yeah. houses and any carny games or anything like that, a zip line at, at, like at SunTrust Park, they have a zip line. Um, oh, that's cool. A water park, like nine times out of ten, if there's a pool, like that kind of stuff is going to be manned by a, a 17 year old, especially at minor league parks, and they just have a a fanny pack. So you need cash for that kind of stuff. So number two for me, yeah. have some petty cash. 
That's a great one. And I always like to have some cash just just in case. You never know if somebody's card reader isn't going to be working or something. Totally. Like the chip on my card is finicky, so I I like to have cash when I'm going somewhere like that cuz you don't want to be you don't want to get there and be like well, no, I can't have water on a 100 degree day because my card's not right. working. Right. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely always carry cash. That's a great idea. That's a good one. What's yours? Get there for batting practice. Yes. Batting practice for anybody who's ever sat through is it's like there's not a whole lot to it, you know, because it's just guys hitting. But if you really sit there and watch, you get to see you don't get to just see guys hitting, but you get to see the player interaction. And if you go down to the because you can pretty much just wander wherever you want during BP. Yeah, totally. Um, so if you kind of go down to the field level, like especially in the outfield, players will come over and interact with you. If you have kids, they'll come over and talk to your kids, especially. Yep. It's a great chance to get a ball, uh, maybe an autograph, you know, get, let the kids get an autograph or a picture or something. Um, but the batting practice experience, it's so laid back because guys are just trying to just trying to relax before the game. That it, It's a ton of fun. It is a whole lot of fun to be there for batting practice. So if you can, get there for batting practice because you'll get to see kind of a behind the scenes of, of how the players are, their personalities, and, and some of that kind of stuff. That's, so. that's awesome. So I, I love, love batting practice. I always have, and I, I think I always will. It, it's great. That's awesome. Well, and especially with the new the new trend with these, the, the city sort of like meetup spot, like the battery at, in Marietta and, you know, Wrigleyville and stuff like that. You can go in and out of the stadium. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you, you go watch BP for a minute. You let the kid get a, an autograph or whatever, a, a ball, and, and yeah. then you go get, you go eat lunch. Yeah. And then you go back in. Yeah, there's <laughs> at T Mobile they have a little they have Edgar's Canteen out in left right. field. So you can go you can go hang out there and you can then you can go down, you know, watch some batting practice. You can watch batting practice from the cantina. That's perfect. You know, so no, that's so, that's yeah, great. It's, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's solid. All right, number three, Brig. Number three. Clear see through bags. <laughs> you could Oh, I didn't think about that. That's there smart. There is nothing. That is really there smart. There is nothing worse than your wife or girlfriend or you because you got a kid in a diaper bag or whatever. You know, you're going to take your bag to the ballpark and at the gate, they're going to turn you away because it's not four by six. Mm-hmm. And even a four by six, they're going to want to search. So listen to me now. If I If I impart zero extra wisdom you got to buy a clear plastic bag. And I wish I could find a decent printer because I would have them on the shop right now. But I can't <laughs> find somebody I trust to do it the right way. So I don't know who all these other companies, like, because the team stores have them. So if you just go into the team store, then yeah. you can get one. But I'll tell you what, I have done this twice. I have been turned away at the gate uh, for really, really stupid, hypervigilant security guards and I appreciate that. I've been in security before. I understand why why they're doing the way they're doing and what they're being told. But there's nothing worse than having to go back all the way to your car to put whatever it is back. And now you are left mm-hmm. without diapers and wipes or, you know, your wife's wallet yeah. or whatever because she didn't have pockets or whatever. Get a clear, <laughs> yeah. get a clear plastic bag. You can take a gallon-sized freezer bag. It's the same thing. Okay, you don't have to buy one mm-hmm. fancy. We have one. It says yeah. Greenville Drive on it. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. That's I did I didn't think about that. I did see the other day there is a a, a club. I, I can't remember if it's the Padres. I'm trying to I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head, but uh they were strictly clear bags yep. this season. Yep. It's so new. I, I think that's yeah. I was gonna say I think if if ballparks aren't doing it yet, give it a year or two, everybody it, will. Everybody will be so doing true. it. It's so true. We didn't know. So we went yeah. on that big road trip, and we saw all these baseball games, and we started to see just during that 2017 season, the further east we got, the more common it became um, to mm, the point where yeah. we were like, whoa. Like during the course of one season, it was, uh, it was like we have to have this. Anyway, that's my number three. Yeah, great one. My number three, get to the ballpark. Get your food right away. Number one. Yes. Okay. First thing you do when you get through the door, yep. get your food. Because there's there's several reasons for this. One, the lines are not as long before the game True. starts. There will be some, some places that are going to have a little bit of a line. But generally speaking, the lines are not nearly as long 
when you first get there as they are after maybe the first or second inning. Oh, okay. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That being said, part of your ballpark ballpark experience is eating. Am I Absolutely. Right? So, like we said this on our on our ballpark food episode, get there, get your hot dog, get uh, get some fries and a drink, whatever. whatever. You know, whatever goes with yeah. your hot dog. And then wait a couple innings, go get your second course. Wait a couple innings, go get your dessert. I I love, like I said, at T-Mobile. I haven't been there since they changed it to T-Mobile. I hope they still have them at Safeco. I used to always get chocolate-covered strawberries. Yeah. And I even got, one time, a deep-fried Rice Krispie treat. What? Holy moly. Did you just... And that was like a... Yeah, that was like a seventh-inning treat. I was like, yeah, this is going to be it. But wow. Holy smokes, it was fantastic. See, and that's the way... You're absolutely right. First inning, third-ish inning... Middle of the sixth, mm-hmm. maybe beginning of the sixth. Yeah, that's exactly the interval yeah. you need. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It gives you just enough time to settle and wait for the next that's one right. to no, come in. You're absolutely so. right. Yeah, yeah. So get your food right away. Let's take a let's quick take a break. Quick break. Yeah, let, and when we yeah. get back, <laughs> you we'll go four and five. <laughs> no matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. All right, baseball family, welcome back. Brad and I are going to continue with this list building that we've been doing. We have number four and number five from both of our lists on how to maximize your experience at the ballpark. So, Brad, I really want to know what your number four is. Okay. Now, I'm going to give this one with a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, Okay. I love caveats. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I don't know for sure if every ballpark does this. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure they do. I think it's a, a major league wide thing. But when we took Wilson to Safeco Field for the first time, we got yeah. him a first game certificate. Right. Ooh. So you go to like customer service, and there and there was a little bit of a line. We were in and out of there probably five minutes or so. But they put his yeah. name on it and said this is his first Mariners game, and it was it was a lot of fun. You know, like he obviously he was like I said he was a little over one at the time. Uh, he he didn't understand at the time, but I know he's such a big baseball fan and he loves going to baseball games that someday he's going to look at that and he's going to think it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I bet if I showed it to him tomorrow, he would love it. He'd think it w- was really cool because he loves stuff like that. So, I mean, even if you're an adult and you, and you want some kind of keepsake for the game, go get yourself yes. a first game certificate for a ballpark. So, And it's is it free? It is free. Yeah. Gratis. Absolutely Gra- free. <laughs> Gra- gratis. <laughs> well, Don't at me. Right, I know it's gratis. <laughs> you can't beat gratis, bro. Gratis is the best. So Yes. Yeah. That's totally good. gratis. So you don't have to pay for it. So go That's ahead. That's awesome. It. All right, Brig. Number four. Number four. Every ballpark has its own little identity. It has its own feel. It's got its own personality. You could argue that it has its own culture, that it almost exudes on its own. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're into the architecture or the flow of traffic, which I think is interesting because I've been to a billion ballparks and mm-hmm. a billion yeah. different games. But there's th- every ballpark is set up differently, and it's all, you know, to take something so similar and do it a hundred thousand different ways is really special. Yeah. So my number four is that about the third or so inning, somewhere between third and fourth inning, get up and go walk around, explore the concourse, explore the upper deck, see what food vendors change, see where, what, what amenities are available. Where's the kid stuff. If there's a dog park, like you said, if, you know, go see, is there a pool? What's the train operator doing? At Chase Field, you can walk over to the organist. You can sit there. You can stand there right behind the organist, and he's there with his organ, and it is fabulous. 
you and I ha- maybe I can sh- I have video of that so maybe we can put it over here but um but yeah like experience a ballpark itself has its own personality so I think somewhere between the third or fourth inning and no later than about the sixth inning middle of the sixth ish um when you're getting your food anyway that second round of food go go explore go walk around go get a feel for it that's number four can i piggyback on that real quick oh yeah i mean we we, it's always smart to prepare ahead right no matter what you're doing but i mean you can you can always hop on youtube to to see what there is available um, yeah, of course. The ballparks on their web or the teams on their website are going to have a bunch of information about their about their park. So if you want to ahead of time, you can you can take a look at at what's available and and make a plan. You know, like we're going to get up at the third inning, we're going to go walk around, and this is what we're going to go see. Yes. You know, or when we get there for batting practice, we're going to go take a lap and we're going to go see these things. So totally. Yeah, like you said, every single ballpark has a ton of stuff to see because the park itself is as much about the fan experience away from the game as it is toward the game. These totally. Like, totally. Um, I think in Miami they used to have a, a bobblehead museum. Oh, which, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super cool. I think the new ownership group got rid of it. But the fact they had it, the fact that they had a bobblehead museum was so cool. Super yeah. cool to me. Well, like at so. Yankee Stadium, they have Monument Park. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's a cathedral anyway. But then you yeah. go to... You go to uh, SunTrust, they have all of the, they have all 755 bats from Hank Aaron's home run run. Oh, that's cool. In, it is stacked in the number 755. That's amazing. No, dude. It, so you're right. Every ballpark has its own thing. It's its own, it celebrates its own culture. It celebrates its own history and heritage. And there's so much to do and see, and you don't have to be in the platinum super kid cool club, super cool kid club, yeah. like to, yeah. you know, you, it's just there. So I, I love, I love, and some minor league ballparks have famous major leaguers that came through the system there, like in, mm-hmm. like in Oklahoma City, for example, or in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They have their, they have banners of the famous players, or. Or they'll have the names etched into the brickwork mm-hmm. on the side of the building. And it's like, yeah. you know what? That's the kind of stuff that makes baseball super special. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my absolutely. number four. And they have they have Mike Trout all over, uh, I don't know what it's called now, at the ballpark in, in Salt Lake. Yeah. In fact, Smith's Ballpark trick. is what it used yeah. to be called. Yeah. yeah, it's what it used to be called. Um the Wi-Fi password is his name and number that he used there. So if you can find out the number, then you can get on the Wi-Fi there. Whoa, that guys! What? I probably shouldn't have shared that, but whatever. That's some deep uh, trivia there, bro. <laughs> Love it. What's your number so, four, Brad? So uh, this is number five. This is my last one. Oh yeah, that's right. You did four. Um, I mean, we talk. The name of the, the podcast is Baseball Together. So what better way to go to a ballpark is with your friends or family, right? Make sure you go with a group, because. Yeah. Yes, you can have a bunch of fun by yourself because then there's no time constraints, there's no activity constraints. You can do whatever you want, go wherever you want, spend however long you want doing it. Yes. But as is most things in life, a baseball game, the ballpark, everything about the experience is best shared with somebody. Like it's it's so much fun to just go. Like I went to uh, a Salt Lake Bees game with my cousin. We hadn't ever been to a baseball game together. Uh, but we both grew up playing. And so we sat there. We had killer seats behind home plate. We were just sitting there just talking about the game, talking about what we saw, talking about whatever, you know. But it was it was a super cool experience that we got to share together, just the two of us, just yeah. the two of us at, the, at this ball game. So whether it's, like I said, like your family, you know, we talk a lot about going to games with our wives and kids. Um, if you're going with the boys, it's a great guy's night out. Totally. Totally great guy's night out. So we do – on that topic, we do meetups here locally, and mm-hmm. Tiffany and I will take Olivia, and we'll go do meetups with members of the 9 Plus Us VIP group nice. at local or nearby or, you know, within our, – our limit is five hours. If yeah. we can get to your ballpark in five hours, we mm-hmm. should plan a meetup. And we've, we've, we did it in Greenville. We've done it in Columbia. We did it in Augusta. 
we did it, you know, we did it in Charlotte. We did it in Salt Lake when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're right, dude. That is that is a killer bullet point. <laughs> that I don't even know how I could follow that up because that's <laughs> that's like Thanks, we man. should end there. <laughs> so can I do real quick? Speaking of meetups, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to be in spring training in a couple of weeks, um, March third through like the seventh or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have the games in front of me. The one I'm going to be going to two games that week. I don't have them in front of me. I'll have them for next week's episode for sure. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. If you're at those games, like I said, I'll let you know what they are next week before I leave. If you're at those games, come find me. I'll buy you a hot dog. That's I mean, that's that, that's kind of the thing you do, right, Brig? You buy buy the. That's buy what I do. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 So if if you if you're if you happen to be in Arizona. Happen to be at the same game, whatever. Come find me. I mean, I know the, it's a long shot with every game going on in that city that day, but yeah. But I'll let you know. Uh, come find me. I'll buy you a hot dog. That's awesome, man. So, and at least in Arizona, in the Cactus League, they're relatively close. Like it's not like in yeah. the Florida Grapefruit League where you you it takes three hours to get from start to finish. You know. Yeah, everything's within like forty-five minutes to an hour now. Yeah, no, and it's an awesome. hour with with traffic is all. It's not like they have those games down in Tucson anymore. So yeah, no, it's dude, that's awesome. That's so cool. I hope those that are watching and listening actually meet up with you because that is I exactly hope so too. what it should that'd be. be. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd be way cool. So Super I'm gonna cool. second that. I might fly to Arizona just to. I don't know. I'm kind of busy. <laughs> Sweet. But... <laughs> they wouldn't let me in the ballpark, but I. There's the whole thing about getting a ticket. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so. My number five is whatever, wherever you are, because I look, so I like to go to different ballparks. I love different ballparks. I thought, I hope I made that clear last time, but wherever you find yourself, sample the local funky food thing, whatever it is. Yes. Yes. Right. Just, just try it. Just try it. Right. If you're in Chicago, there are two kinds of different, wildly different kinds of hot dogs, at <laughs> depending on which side of Chicago you're on at which kind of ballpark. Um, yeah. When you're at Chase Field, I mean, they are all about margaritas at Chase Field, and they are all about this weird, super cool churro hot dog thing with oh the churro dog, yeah, yeah. with the buffalo chips on it, the strips. Try that crap! Like you got to have that experience. You don't know if you'll ever be in Phoenix again, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, so we, I have had weird, weird food and weird hot dog variations all across the country. And it is it is like I will never forget those experiences. You've got to yeah. do it. If there's if you're into beer and there's a local brewery that does a that does a beer that's like so here at Green in Greenville, the 13 Stripes Brewery, which I toured their brewery the other day and I had the opportunity to help brew. Uh, I was a participant in the brewing process, I guess. We, like, helped grind up the the malt and things like that. But oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, it was for a, it was for a fallen uh, soldier memorial. For Memorial Day, they're going to do a, a couple of different beers, specifically tribute to Gold Star families and their fallen heroes. So it was, it was really cool. I work for a veteran service organization. We got to be a part of it. But the point is... That brewery, 13 Stripes, local brewery, they sponsor a beer specifically for the Greenville Drive last season. That's cool. That's what they did. That's super cool. So if you're into beer, that that kind of thing is what I think is, it just, I don't know, culture and food are interchangeable and you can't have have one without the other. So so that's my number five, funky foods at the funky ballparks. And if you go to Seattle, get the uh, first get the chocolate covered strawberries because they're fantastic. Right. Second, um, you got you got to do the fried grasshoppers. See, you got to do it. See, that's funky, man. That's what I'm talking about. It is about. funky, but if you don't knock until you try it, I'll be honest with you. Totally. But you, you got to try it. You got to try it when you're there. And the garlic fries that you that you rave about. Oh, I gotta have garlic that. fries. Yes. Oh. Yes, you do. See. Yes, you do. Anyway. Yeah. So I think that talk about maximizing your experience, right? It's the only place to get that thing. It's the only way to have yeah. that experience, and I can't go without it. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. You have to do it. Um, in Arizona at spring training, I noticed they had 
if you've never heard of a Sonoran dog, it's it's basically like a like a green chili hot dog. Yep. Um, th- they have them all over the Cactus League. Yes. At pretty much every ballpark. Um, you got to try it. They're fantastic. You got to eat them while you're there. So. Bingo. Okay, now I have yeah. a question for you. Okay. Before we wrap this up, do you have any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Um, I didn't have an honorable mention. That's okay. Um, but I would think that I would have to say something like, if you're bringing kids, um, just be prepared, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes. You know, we, we brought two kids to the Cactus League last year, and uh, they were both under the age of five. <laughs> and <laughs> You're brave souls. <laughs> brave, yeah, mm-hmm. very brave. Um, but be prepared with anything you need. You know, like, like some ballparks are pretty lax with, with, with snacks for little kids. Yeah. You know, like you can bring in like fruit snacks, or whatever. If they'll let you do that, go ahead and bring them in. Um, be prepared to get up and walk around. Like we said that, um, it's, it's not like, it's not enjoyable to go walk around a ballpark. You know, some, some ballparks are more readily available for that than others. Sure. Uh, like I actually want to do. Uh, a little segment later uh, after I go to Arizona talking about um, kind of experience at, at ballparks. But I'll tell you right now, the Peoria Sports Complex is very family-friendly. Um, it's very easy to get up and walk around with a kid because the concourses are nice and wide. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're not cramped, whereas Scottsdale Stadium is more of a party and things are a little bit more cramped. That makes sense. So It's good to know. So kind of be aware of the stadium where you're going and – and kind of prepare yourself with your kids what maybe what you're going to need to do during the game. Yeah, that's good. What about you, honorable mention? Yeah. So I asked my wife. I said I said she helped me build this list. We do baseball together. So I said, "Tiff, you know, what 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 else would you say?" And she said, "You know what? Stay for the dang fireworks." Yeah. Like if if there's <laughs> yeah. going to, you know, there's this mass exodus thing that happens at the end of the game. Um, and not always, you know, if people know their fireworks right. then then you know, they'll typically stay, but you get those people who are so eager to beat traffic and they just got to get out of there or their kid, you know, if your kid is throwing a fit and just can't hang, get out. I'm not telling yeah. tell you, trying to tell you how to parent you parent however you want. If your kid's <laughs> bedtime, we were at a hockey game tonight and she was up way too late, but she fell asleep in the car and it was fine. Um, yeah. But the point is, if you can swing it, chill out, man, and stay for the fireworks. Because there's nothing better than ending a baseball game in America in the summertime with a fireworks show. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So the traffic is just not that bad. Just stay for the fireworks. That's a great one. I love that. That's fan-freaking-tastic. Thanks, man. That was Tiff's suggestion. Always. That thanks, Tiff. That's a great yeah. one. Stay for the fireworks. Stay. If your kids can hang, if they can't hang, yeah. then you got to do. You got to make do. your parenting decisions, however you make them. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my choice. What's best for you, your life. That's right. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, baseball family, let us know some of the things that you do to have a great experience at the ballpark. Is there anything we left out? Um, you can go ahead and comment on YouTube, comment on the VIP group on Facebook. You can even leave a comment on wherever you get your podcast. I know uh, Apple Podcasts will let you comment uh, while you're there. You can like and subscribe, rate, review, whatever, but just let us know what you think of makes a great ballpark experience. Don't forget to jump on the shop as well. It's 9plusus.com, or you can use shop.9plusus.com, whatever you want. <clears throat> we have this hat. This is my perfect hat. It's in. This is the navy blue one. Um, we're making some changes to the shop. We have some new stuff coming that really only Brad and I know about right now. And it—that's right. It is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do a design drop. I think I mentioned this last time. But we're going to do a design drop once a month this season, and we have I think the first four done. So nice. like, ah. Like, life could not be more fun right now. Uh, baseball season has started. New designs are ready. We have samples of them. We know things you don't know. It's so much fun. Anyway, <laughs> j- jump on the shop. I think next week, let's drop a discount code. 
just for podcasters, just for our YouTube family and our podcast family. Let's. What do you think of that, Brad? I think that's a great idea. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. We'll drop a discount code. It'll be a spring training thing. And then don't forget that our first design drop of the season is going to be March 2nd. First Monday of the March. The March. <laughs> it's true. First Monday of March. That's fantastic. True fact. You can, like we said, you can interact with us on YouTube, um, wherever you get your podcast, whatever, but you can also interact on baseballtogether.com. You can read some of the stuff we write about baseball, and you can also submit to our mailbag. Brig mentioned that earlier. You can click the link in the description everywhere you get your podcast, and it'll take you right there. You can send your questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, whatever you want. Snide remarks. We'll give you a shout on the podcast. We welcome snide remarks. That's good. That's right. We (laughs) definitely do. And baseball family, thanks for joining us. We will catch you next week. Thank you.